Welcome to episode 71 of the Endless Stream, live from the Abbey in Cork City. I am Aiden, and this week I am joined by Brian and Chris. Chris and I spent the weekend at the All Together Now Festival in Waterford, so I sound a little rough at the moment. I'm just trying to get this up on deadline. I'm going to be about 10 minutes late. We popped down to visit some friends, spend some time with Brian, and we took the opportunity to record this week's podcast in a bar. The sound is a little ropier than we would like, but we wanted to make sure we got an episode out for you. So, we are three artists, illustrators, filmmakers, just all-round shit-talkers, and each week we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, Spotify, Disney+, Amazon. Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. This week, we were trying to get a look at Jordan Peele's Nope, but found that it was not out as we thought it would be. Chris did get a look at it because he was coming over from Chicago, so he gives us his review of the movie. We talk SNL, we talk all the San Diego Comic-Con news, we talk Dungeons & Dragons, we talk festivals... It's a it's a fun podcast. It's a little uh, up and down sound wise, so please bear with us. I tried to clean it up as much as I possibly could. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, and you can head over to Instagram also at the Endless Cast. We put up artwork and clips to go with each episode over there. That's a good spot to suggest something for us to watch, argue with our opinions, send us messages, direct messages. You can send us an email over at theendlesscast at gmail dot com. Also, all of that being said. Let's get into the episode. I that does it like I I. Who's one hundred and fifty extra per person? And I, I was like, I was looking at going to. I can't remember. I think it's Beyond the Pale in Glendalough. I was looking mm. to go to that, and I wanted to do the same as. But I just couldn't fucking afford it. And you you even offered. You were saying like if I wanted to go, but I couldn't. I couldn't even afford the the ticket at the moment. There's just too many expenses. Yeah, and, no, and that's no I mean they do, they fucking start adding up like. Yeah. But I, I think like Pete has kind of proposed going to stuff a couple of times. I was like, I'm not doing the fucking. Uh, I'm, I'm, I want a nice tent with nice stuff. I am old. Yeah, I, like <laughs> I did. I did. I didn't ground. like it when I was younger, and I especially don't like it now. So nobody likes it when they're younger. Yeah, you just, it just these sucks. are the only things available yeah. to me. Therefore, I will do yeah. them. All right. Well, this is episode seventy-one of the Endless Dream Podcast. We're recording live from the Abbey. Live from the Abbey, Uncle Abbey Street. Uh, I probably shouldn't say any of this. Don't cut it out, leave it in. But when I went back to college, the first year was, first semester, first year was 2017. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine lives nearby. And he was coming here and then kind of found out they, I think they might still do it, I'm not sure. They were doing a pizza and bottle of wine deal mm-hmm. for 20 euro. So like here oh here yeah they were doing it here and oh. and at the time it was a, kind of an older crowd I would have been like one of the younger people here is the pizza in collaboration with the place down the road uh, they, they well first there, there's a place a couple of doors past the place we went to a different pizza place yeah which is still running but for some reason they switched their partnership to the place we went mm. to today I'm not, not sure why um, I bet there's a story there there must be but I, I would have been, me and my friends, like, five years ago now, would have been, like, kind of the younger crowd mm-hmm. coming here. And then by the time I was in 
well, I guess third year because in fourth year I was well into lockdown and stuff. But by third year, my class had started coming here, and they're like fifteen years younger than me. And it's kind of like it's okay. It's cool to see kind of a slightly younger crowd, but also it's just like, but well, not not to not too young. Invigorated over time. Yeah. Otherwise, it just turns into. Yeah, but like, sometimes that reinvigoration comes in the form of let's make it look like a bar at the airport, yeah. and oh, let's take all the character local. out of it. <laughs> let's make it. A they the own, the owner's here at the moment, and he's he's pretty sound. And those two lads, he, they were on the phone when they came in and left. Just one of them, though. Yeah, but um, it's good that he lets them in, but also at the same time, I think he would shut down any student nonsense mm-hmm. pretty quickly. But th- there's there used to be a place right across the road, and it's been. It's reopened and it's tried a couple of different. They they tried a movie night actually not here, just literally across the road. They tried a movie night like once a week, uh, with free popcorn and they were showing things like Twin Peaks and mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. But I think two work. or three people yeah they just couldn't make a go of it. It's gonna be difficult if you're edging between uh, young college crowd and. But then just even a couple of doors even further down, just past the pizza place, there's another bar called The Rock, and it is. Student Central, even though it still has a bit of an older crowd, it's also like it, there will be queues going around the corner. I walked mm. past it, I think it was just last week, and there was this, uh, students had flipped a car upside down as I walked. Oh, yeah, I assume that's what happened. I don't think it was a crash because yeah. there wasn't that much debris. It just yeah, sort of rolled but over. It was, yeah, but it was. The lads in my school did that to one of the lads that they sort of they were friends with, and sort of it wasn't my group of friends, but. They came out one day, and the whole rugby team just picked up that, picked up his little. Seems like it was that kind of nonsense. And, like put it in a bush. <clears throat> we definitely had a like. I don't think we've got car got picked up and brought onto a rugby pitch or something, but it didn't get much further than that. You know, didn't invert. I never checked this, but I heard that people, um, the Danish police force, kept the most quiet crime that happened in Amsterdam as quiet as possible because. People get drunk or fucked up and do the same thing, but it was like an epidemic in Amsterdam that they were smart cars were so popular there, and there's so many canals yeah, that, yeah. that people were like four lads could pick up a fucking smart yes. car and chuck it into the river. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's very funny, but also a very terrible thing to do to someone. Like on paper, I laugh at it, but also, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. it did someone who it's <clears throat> not, you know, just buy a new smart car, or whatever. But if you do it to someone in this room, their life. So. Also, only only about two or three weeks ago, I don't know if you saw it on the paper. I was actually walking by when it happened. I know it was funny. I noticed. Like I used to live in Kilmainham, and for whatever reason, you'd see like a lot of a lot of army stuff. Sometimes it'd be like um, an escort for something heading to Phoenix Park, mm-hmm. but a lot of the time, then you'd see like bomb disposal trucks. And then about two or three weeks ago, I saw a bomb disposal truck literally just past the pizza place. I was kind of walking. I was like, oh, yeah. Does it say bomb disposal on it? You know uh, it some of them do, but then some of them don't. But they've got the same kind of army green color. And once you kind of recognize the vehicle, you go. But I was literally looking and going. They should have a light or something on a bomb, distro- bomb disposal truck that, like, when it's lit, basically says, like, there's no bomb. To- I just have to, like, go. But th- fuel this, up the this car. is the thing. Uh, it was only when I got home, somebody shared an article with me um, that it just appeared on, like, one of the Irish website like newspaper websites, um, somebody had reported a student in, this is student central, like it's all student accommodation, all, all the houses here. Somebody reported their housemate because they had bought a load of materials for making bombs. I haven't heard anything more about the story since, but um, 
that's interesting. Yeah, it was it was chemicals or something. It, yeah, was, yeah. it wasn't just like bought some manure. Yeah, no, it was chemical it was. stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. I was kind of surprised. It was like, did, did they catch a guy making a like nuclear reactor or something at some point? Or they making actually a bit of movie? I didn't hear anything about that. That sounds like there was a, made a kid up. who there was a child like a leaving cert. Doing something a little above uh, his primary school grade. I mean, fair play to him, but I think they did eventually have to be like, come on now, we'll just, like, you can win the young scientist, but you have to stop doing this in your shed. <laughs> I think he was an intern at the company I work for. Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know what you're talking about, though. I think it's the origin story of Riri Adams. It, it kind of is, I think, yeah. Speaking of... Ironheart, uh, you would have seen her in the Black Panther trailer. Did you watch the new Black Panther trailer? Oh, I did. I got fucking pumped for it. It was a great exciting. trailer. Great trailer. I like it's, it's fine. Like it's fine. People are losing their mind about the. We're uh, seeing Brian dismiss something. something right? <laughs> no, like I saw it, and I saw it quite late that evening. I was checking all day, like mm. waiting to see stuff, and then that came on, and I watched it, and I had seen it. I think without sound first, so nothing in there blew me away i was just kind of like okay i watched it later and i was like yeah cool like looks good but i was even watching people re react to it yesterday and they were like that was fucking phenomenal and they were saying you know just what a difference it is when you've got like a proper filmmaker kind of mix i was like what it was like it was just any so who made the trailer. first one coogler compared to other trailers and other kind of comic movies and i was like it looks like any like there's nothing in there that it made me go Here's a filmmaker. No. I, mean, I just thought it was just the most fucking hyperbolic. We were just talking about. I I saw it. I thought it was a great trailer, and I love. I'd love to get a list of like great trailer, bad movie, great trailer, bad yeah. movie, and I love a great trailer. I would love an Oscar category for like amazing trailers. Uh, we were just talking about when that first Rise of Skywalker's that reboot Star Wars trailer came out, and you yep. hear the little Tatooine noises, and there's some sand, and it's broad daylight, and you see the Millennium Falcon, you hear all the Millennium Falcon noises. I know you're not a Star Wars guy, but that's just like no, no. But I, I can watch that and go, yeah, yeah, every little yeah, bit I, I in my that. spine, and I saw, it, and then I, <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> so but I'm just, even I'm the, the of it. first Suicide Squad trailer, like that was fucking incredible. Which one was that? It was the one Bohemian with Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. An amazing Bohemian trailer. Rhapsody. And apparently, what happened is like, or at some point, the the studio was so happy with, like, there's it's usually as a separate company makes. The trailer okay they just they work with the marketing team in terms of like what what is the vibe that the mm -hmm. film is going for and they cut this thing together and so much so that like the studio loved it so much that they actually had like a director cut and then they let the trailer production company actually do a cut of which is fucking that's great unheard of yeah, yeah. no I, I thought the trailer was great it looks great the thing i'm most excited about or at least the thing that got me the most was I think it's going to be very powerful. That's going to be a tribute. The opening part is clearly going to be a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. It's going to be as much T'Challa's funeral it's celebration as, as it is mm. Boseman's, and that's going to be kind of powerful. But I'm not saying it looks bad or anything, mm. but I just... It's going to be a little bit of... Explain what's happened to T'Challa, please. Yeah. And that's what I wonder. How are they going to... They... I think he's just... He, he got ill. Yeah, I think it's, it's probably going to open with... Crisis After the event of something or other, Tatala took ill and passed, and then it's going to open up with yeah. this this 
Do you think they'll have any of him in I there? I don't think so. I think it'd be weird to CGI him. Yep, I think so. I think it's more acceptable to like put someone in a hologram if they've been dead for 40 years or if like they were they died of you know old age or something that seems different to he was here like two three years ago i do think it'll be good i do like this i i only watched black panther again this week the story is great but there's a lot of weak things in it mm -hmm. but i would put that down more to i don't think they realized what they had on their hands with Black Panther, I think they, I think... Oh, this looks like they've thrown money at it. Yeah. Like, I remember watching the trailer... Rightly even, so. Like, rightly so. Like, they had a superhero movie, but when they saw the return on it, they went, okay, next time we're not cutting corners. Because the car chase scene in the first one, I remember thinking, that's a CG-ass looking car, you know? Like, even just taking off and going up the road, I'm like, it's like pivoting around its center and... When you do car jumping, I've never seen any car jumping done in a way that I'm like invested in the action. But I watched Civil War. I can't remember did I watch Civil War before or after Black Panther. But the action in Civil War is just mm -hmm. up here compared to what's in mm. Black Panther. And again, I don't put that down to Coogler. I put it down more to the money and yeah. the they've. The time well, at that, that point, they... he was a side character in a much bigger franchise. And when they were trying to launch his own franchise, they were like, let's just be careful with how we spend our money here. Yeah. Which is fair. Did you say you watched that trailer, though, without the audio? First time, yeah. Because okay. yeah. Yeah. that was, I knew one thing that people were raving about with that audio mix from, uh, like, crossfading between the yeah. songs. That, that's, yeah, that's, that is, it is great. Um, but it's, it's like, it's the first trailer. We, we know nothing plot-wise yet, mm -hmm. so... I think I'm just going to stop. I've lately just stopped watching. If I'm like, I know I'm going to watch this, I'm just going to stop watching. The thing is, like, I do know the plot for the film. I just mean in terms of a trailer, kind you of... read the flipping script, most likely. <laughs> not the script, but I, I know more or less what happens. Okay. And to be honest, you could piece it together from the, the trailer, trailer as well, yeah. but the trailer is more of a, here's the vibe, as opposed to the, the other type of trailer, which we'll get in a couple of months, which is the, the one with do you know at this so. point who's in that Black Panther costume at the end? Um, yes. Is it Namor? <laughs> no. Okay. I can't. I don't have a huge comic history. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Greenpath? No. Well, unfortunately, Namor Mr. has been Nimbus. ruined by... <laughs> Mr. Oh, Nimbus. Mr. Nimbus. <laughs> yeah. So when I saw... That was the only bit that sort of panged me weird in the trailer was like, He's coming out of the water, and it's like a shot from behind. And I'm not familiar with Namor. I am familiar with Mr. Nimbus. So when he's coming out of the water, I was just like, oh, that's... I mean, I know it's sort of like an Aquaman-type superhero, but yeah. uh, up until I see the movie and I'm introduced to Namor, it's Mr. Nimbus and all the promotional <laughs> material. <laughs> what's the... What's the... Is it sort of uh, Central American kind of, cu of culture, or like a, a lot of time... Like, you would yes. sort of expect, like, I mean, I guess um, Momoa kind of went with a sort of quasi-Polynesian thing, but I guess that's Momoa's heritage, you know? Yeah, they've gone with, um, let me just double-check before I say... Who is it? Looking at all, stop guessing. The guy playing Namor? <laughs> mm. No, it's uh, Tenok Huerta. Wow. So far off. Okay. Uh, it is it's going to be based on a kind of a Aztec... Okay. But probably with a bit of mine kind of stuff yeah. mixed in as well. Um, but like play it, it was giving me like apocalypto vibes, the, the headdress stuff. Yep. 
Um, that's why I was trying to work out what end of the culture. I think what they've revealed in like a couple of the toy leaks and things like that is it's it won't be called Atlantis. It is a Telalocan, okay. which is some type of Aztec paradise. Telalocan is described in several Aztec codices as a paradise ruled over by the rain deity Telaloc and his consort Chalchutiluke. I've probably butchered that. I'm going to need Mel Gibson to come in and make sense of this for me. Say what you will, the guy knows story structure. <laughs> we have a deep cultural movie about uh, an ancient culture. Who do we need to direct this film? <laughs> Get that Mel Gibson guy. He seems good for the job. You know, it is a good trailer. I'm looking forward to it. Um... Was that ultimately the San Diego Comic Con highlight? Highlight for me, or yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? did it feel like there was much? I I was kind of underwhelmed, to be honest, because yeah. like when they when they released those two images with like the the lineup and stuff, a lot of it was just release dates for things that we've known no, for forever. years were coming. So I was kind of surprised. The fact that he's like Fantastic Four is coming, it's like yeah, we know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you told us you that in 2019. That. <laughs> yeah. Then a pandemic happened. Then we waited three years, and now you've told us Fantastic Four is coming. I think the Avengers. I feel like there was a lot of title cards. I saw a lot of title yeah, yeah. cards get released. I surprised there wasn't more Blade. I was kind of looking forward to see, yeah, something there, or but that. nothing yet. Anything from the the Halloween special that's coming? Mm. Like the, there's a Halloween special coming, and it's got a werewolf. Well, we assume it's got a werewolf. Was it a Moon Knight thing? Yeah, there's a comic called Werewolf by Night, which is the first place. Again, going back to not being a comic book. I haven't read too many comic books. Okay. Uh, but that's why it was cool in uh, Moon Knight, the way they kind of like feed you information if you're interested enough. Because anytime I see a QR, QR code in a movie, I'm like, I bet that's, yeah. bet that's going somewhere. I bet that's doing something. And I have to fucking pause it and do it. And it takes, to, it takes you to the uh, Werewolf by Night comics yeah. and stuff, which I thought was a cool way to like... So the little breadcrumb. Do you think we'll see Moon Knight in the Werewolf by Night special thing, or will it stand alone? There'd be no real reason to. I'm trying to remember what I heard. There's maybe Blade. I don't think Moon Knight. I can't remember. What I've heard mostly is uh, Elsa Bloodstone, who they have cast, as far as I know. Well, they've had they've had Mahershala for so long, and he did the. Eternals the voice at the thing, end of the Eternals, the end yeah. of the Eternals where uh, Jon Snow finds his sword. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And he goes, I don't know what he said. What did he say? Are you sure you're ready to do that, Mr. Whitman, or something like that? Yeah. And is Mahershala the werewolf? No, he's Blade. Blade. Okay. Oh, he's Blade. He's Blade. Cool. And a Blade came out. Possibly the best choice for Blade out of anybody available. He's got a good and face. Great actor. Good in um, Luke Cage. Good in everything. Did you ever watch the show Alphas? No. Mm. It's a sci-fi show. Prime? I, see, I think I've seen it on Prime or... I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I think it was a sci-fi channel show. It was basically kind of X-Men, but a bit more grounded in real world. Mm. It was a good show. I liked it. He was in that. Okay. Um, yeah, he was quite good in that. Do you want to point? Kind of, yeah. Huh? Kind of, yeah. Do you want another gin and tonic? Yeah, I'll go get them. Great. What are we going to talk about? Uh-huh. What are we going to talk about? Uh, you're going to talk about... Um, just continue to talk about Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. Do you not think Wesley Snipes nailed it? He did, to be fair. Yeah. Does he look shit? 
Now, how does Wesley Snipes look these days? Does he look bedraggled, or is he... Like, yeah, I see, sometimes I see celebrities that go through, like, all that stem cell stuff, and I'm like, wow, you look better than you did I in your think, I, I don't know if he's in the same... I don't know if his same physique shape. is the same, but face, he looks excited for a potential Wesley Snipes cameo in any new Blade content, and how delicately they'll... I heard he was coming up in something. I don't Probably a rumor, but it's not Blade. But I'm trying to remember what it was that he might be showing up in. I've with all the interdimensional that. stuff now, I just want a portal to open and with old Wesley Snipes to just like pop in and so wave and then one of the cards, one of the title cards they showed was Secret Wars and that's going to cap what they've referred to as the multiverse saga. Mm-hmm. Is that their sort of culmination towards like an endgame sort of Yeah, ending? and I think the only way to outdo endgame is to do that, is to basically the portal scene with endgame but, but now all the variants. Before. So oh, yeah, yeah. Blade and Mahershala, or sorry, Wesley, Wesley and Mahershala mm-hmm. and, and, and Tobey Maguire again. Tobey Maguire and, and Andrew Garfield yeah, yeah. and OG Captain America and yeah. new Falcon Captain America. Yeah. Gotcha. That's the only way I could see them doing it. At the same time, like we've said this a bunch of times, like the, what they've referred to as Phase 4 has been okay, but I, I don't know where it was heading mm. and based on how Secret Wars plays out there's two stories that have referred to as Secret Wars and based on how they play out that's pretty much what's going to happen is that it's going to be this the portal scene but with all these probably variants and I'm just not excited about it at the moment because there's no why behind it yet mm. Whereas, like, they were teasing Thanos for a while, and I knew his... Yeah, it his... feels like he was popping up at the end of every yeah. single movie. And, and you I'm knew like, well, his... They're, they're, getting, they're getting a better handle on the CGI yeah. of that purple guy that I have yet to meet. <laughs> yeah. And you knew his goal was the gauntlet, gauntlet and the stones, so... It was also neat and tidy because the gauntlet, at least as far as I understood it, was responsible for... Or not the gauntlet, but, like, the stones were responsible for all these, like, underlying powers that I hadn't yet... You know, that one's tied to this person, that one's tied yeah. to this person... And now, oh Jesus, Graham. I was and just saying it's just uh, it's just now. I, now there's sort of energy from wherever Wanda gets her like dark magic, and then there's like multi-dimensional magic, and then there's just gods and stuff. <laughs> like I just I'm getting a little I'm swimming a little bit. I'm treading water in terms of yeah. like. Who's the bad guy, and where are all these powers coming I, I, from? I'm excited that there's two Avengers movies named and dated, but in terms of what's happening in them, I, I won't say I don't care, but I'm just kind of, you know, I'm spent. I'm more excited about Kang Dynasty than Secret that. Wars, and Secret Wars should be the. I was never excited when Secret Wars was a comic book. Though, but that, that's it. Like I'm, I'm just. I, What's the Secret Wars narrative? I mean, I know my key takeaway from Secret Wars is that Spider-Man comes back from it with a black suit. That's the thing that stuck for me. Mm. That sounds cool. To me, to me, it seems like the only move that they have. And again, I don't know the details of the other stories coming up, so I, I don't know. But it seems like the the move with Secret Wars is to do Endgame, but with variants. So we'll have a portal open up, but we'll see different past versions, other actors, and that's mm. fine. It's fine. I didn't think of it as variants, but you're right, yeah. 
that, I guess I thought time travel, but I didn't think about variants. That's kind of how I see it playing out. So it's and just a shit ton of Ironsman. It's gonna be it. It's gonna have to be more than that for me to. It's like I liked No Way Home. Mm. It was cool, but it was just fan service. Oh my god! So yeah, yeah, even as you're saying it, I'm like, so we've we've had No Way Home, and we've basically established what the ending of the next four years of films is. Maybe. Yeah, but hopefully they've got something else. But I, I don't think they have. Yeah. Man. I think I think I think you know they're not that much smarter than us. They know what's fun. We think that's fun. We just don't want to wait four years for it and have that be the payoff. And they're like, some some ten year old now will be fourteen then, and he won't have thought of it. Blow that little fucker's brain. Um, Shang Chi. Director Cretton, he's announced to be directing Kang Dynasty. Okay, so he's the director of Shang-Chi. Yes. I didn't realize that. Uh, yes. I'm, yeah. I'm bad at names. He, so he's directing that. I think there's also a Shang-Chi sequel that they're going to announce at D23. We, one of the titles was leaked for that, whether it's the actual title or not. I think it's The Wreckage of Time. I can't remember if that's coming before or after When's Kang. D23? Soon, it's pretty soon. I think it's late August, early September. I think so. It's almost as bad as the streaming services that each of these corporations has decided they need their own convention. <clears throat> like it was fun. It's fun as all hell when San Diego Comic Con was its thing, but now you've got like E three is being dissolved into like the Nintendo Directs as well, and mm-hmm. Sony doing their own thing, and PlayStation doing their own thing. Like they used to be in my day. They they used to be like servicing the fandom a little bit in that they would come to the place where the fandom was and tell us the things we're interested in and now they're like trying to pull the fandom to them rather than marketing why do they keep releasing this on a weekly schedule money I will say and maybe you'll disagree with me um, the new She-Hulk trailer looked better it yeah, looked, looked way better it looks visual fun. effects yep I'm not like I'm. That was the like I thought the first one looked fun, but she just looked like a PlayStation Two character. And I think she still looks a bit like that. I don't think that's a huge problem with it. I've only ever just I've only ever mentioned it as an observation that yeah. it. I'm superficial. Needs I need my giant green women to be attractive. I mean, she is. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, it doesn't look perfect, but I don't think it's going to be a problem. Yeah. My biggest kind of concern with it is that, like, like I said, there are fucking dozens of or feels like there's dozens I've seen them procedural legal shows just procedural legal shows particularly ones set in California and they all strike what a same what can we think of then like LA Law Boston Legal Suits Good Annie, Wife Annie McBeal Good Fight Annie McBeal yeah uh, Kathy one with Kathy Bates what was that called Harry's Law um, Matlock and I mean I, I like those but at the same time I'm just to where is this where is this going who knows we'll see well um, I mean I like the idea of you know comic book as I, I do feel that a lot of these have been rushed like remember when they were all first announced and I mean Disney just needs content for its its new platform and it's by far its hottest property is Marvel they fumbled Star Wars not just the shows but like the the sequels the yeah, yeah. Um, Marvel is their biggest thing and they were just like right fucking everything make it go want to weigh in on the Star Wars sequels mm. 
I just I I love Star Wars so much, and then uh, Andor was the first trailer I watched. I was like, I think I might stop watching. I might unsubscribe. Mm. And I have a fucking stupid Star Wars tattoo on my back, so <laughs> I can get that fixed pretty easily. But go off and watch Ewoks: Caravan of Courage instead. I always thought, you know, never get a tattoo of like an individual person or even like a band, something as small as a band, because you know. They might like molest someone, but like a franchise isn't going to do that. But then <laughs> it, they made the franchise so bad that I was like, maybe I'll get rid of this. <laughs> I was saying, like, I put it up on an Instagram post, and it's not new thought, but it does bother me occasionally. Like, I remember seeing a, an airplane that they'd like branded for Star Wars, and you could like sit on the dark side Empire branded seats or the light side Rebel branded seats. I'm like, why are you? My level's good. I just wonder what you're talking into. We're I'm talking towards no. this, and it is cover. going up and down. I took it off because I, I think it was mutant. Though. Okay. Um, I, I, my reaction was like, I'm kind of lost track of the sentence. Sorry. Like, no, it's okay. Um, Star Wars wasn't subtle in the 70s. The Empire and Nazis. That icon is the intergalactic Nazi symbol. Why are you telling kids to have, choose it's a side? The, it's the Imperial Alliance tattoo that I That's have. That's the one you <laughs> have on the back. Have, yeah. 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 yeah, Zig, Zig Obi-Wan. Um, <laughs> cut. Um, why are we telling kids to choose a side? You te- like, it was a clear cut. These are the bad guys. Don't be the bad guys. Why are you so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the one of the funniest... Because if you can market people, it's like why people want to pick their star signs or why they want to pick like what animal they'd be. It's like, I want to align to something and if it's like, I'm, we're cool, we're all black. Uh, and it's just easier to ditch all the Nazi illusions and just have it like, are you A or B? Mm. <laughs> what personality type are you? Black or white? One one of the fun um, one of the fun moments in that Elvis movie was when the Colonel was showing Elvis all the merchandise that they were selling, and the mother spots the fact that he's also selling "I hate Elvis" buttons. Right. And he says, "They're going to hate you. They may as well pay for the privilege to hate you." And it's like. Oh, that's a that's a fun idea. Whether or not the colonel ever said or did that, but it's like, if you're going to be a Nazi, you may as well pay Disney. Well, they're just well. I mean, I think I'm going to keep doing the money gesture, but it's just Christopher leans forward and rubs fingers together as if to indicate money sitting between thumb and forefinger. It's just uh, they want more stuff to sell. What color lightsaber would you have? What side would you be on? Yeah, but even if that marketing was, you want every quadrant. Yeah. What are the four quadrants again? Money. <laughs> <laughs> See, at least the Elvis comparison seems like a savvy business owner saying they're going to hate you, they might as well pay for the privilege. And like, why don't we just sell to the haters as well as the people who are doing it? Mm. The thing about Star Wars is they're, perpet- they're the ones creating the bad guy. Mm. It's the Monopoly guy thing. Mm. We've talked about Yeah, The, the Monopoly the... guy thing where he comes up dressed as the guy who looks, he looks like the Monopoly man and then... It's that. They're That's an Ace Ventura When Nature Calls reference where he's in the lodge and there's a guy dressed like Monopoly just so that Jim Carrey can go, you look like the Monopoly guy. And it's like, you wrote a script, dressed a guy. Like, this wasn't a fun... It was a casting call for a man that looked like the Monopoly guy. Yeah. Yeah. So this isn't particularly clever or impromptu. Uh, we did say we were going to try and watch Nope this week, but then we realized that Nope was not released. It's not out. <laughs> it's not out. Chris just arrived from Chicago, so Chris did see Nope already. Chris, can you tell us a little bit about Nope? It's fantastic. Yeah? It's really, really good. Okay. I had a really ti- a good time watching it. How would you rank it? In, where is are the two films? Um, in the middle? At the top? 
It's so the other two are Get Out and Us. 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 Yeah, it's definitely better than Us. Okay. I'd have a tough time choosing between Get Out and Nope. Uh, they're very different. One feels very personal, whereas the other one, like uh, Get Out, feels very personal, and Nope feels like you know a story. Like I think you can see it from the trailer. There's a ranch that they work on, and they're sort of having to deal with this uh, menace of aliens. Is it scarier than the Mr. Mahina sketch on Key and Peele? Have you seen that one? I don't know that one. That, that, that. Tell us about that. Is it actually scary? I don't know it, that I it's know. It's fucking genuinely is. I, I, I can't remember when exactly I discovered Key and Peele, but I feel, I, I distinctly remember being hungover on like a Saturday or Sunday mm-hmm. sometime. I was still living in Dublin and I just had a laptop and I watched every sketch I could find. That was on. I did that binge as well. I had the yeah. same. Like it, I saw one, and I was like, "Wow, I've never seen anything like this." And yeah. I just wanted to watch and it. I can't remember if I'd seen one prior to that, mm-hmm. or if I just saw it that day, and I was just watching them over and over again. So I, I was pretty familiar with. I'd caught up on all the previous ones, mm-hmm. and then I saw the new ones that they were releasing. From they had a new season, I think, like shortly after. One, yeah. yeah. And then I think at least a year later, I saw this Mr. Mahina sketch. So I was like, I, I was quite used to the the format of their sketches and the jokes, but I this, so this wasn't the same weekend. I was watching it later, like I said, could, potentially a year later mm-hmm. that I was watching this sketch, and I genuinely jumped at the end of it and I watched it a couple of times since and every time I always get like I don't jump necessarily but I get a kind of a, a chill there's something there's, there's something fucking unnerving about it but uh, so the, the setup is it's it's set in an office and uh, Jordan Peele is playing one of the characters and he's in this cubicle and he's kind of working away and then he hears um, Key's character come in and he's this kind of slightly older guy and he's a bit He's the office manager, basically, and he's kind of a bit maybe stiff, and he's, he's kind of walking up to everybody. He's like, hey, Gary, hey, and then just talking to everybody, and Peel just kind of sighs because he knows something's coming. So Key comes up to his cubicle and goes, hey, uh, I'm just going to, you know, basically says that uh, Mr. Mahina wants you to, like, park in a different spot in the garage now. He wants you to park in this one. It's like a 10-minute walk. He says all these things, like, Mr. Mahina said this, Mr. Mahina said that, and Peel's kind of going, yep sure right and he's like this Mahina guy he's like I've never seen him why haven't I seen him and he's like you know why don't we go talk to him now and he's like nope like nope we can't do that we can't do that and as he's walking up to the office like he stands in front of the door and uh, he's like you know I kind of want to ask him he's like I'll do it I'll do it and then he goes in to the office and Peel's standing outside and like the door's closed and the glass is frosted and um it's clearly it's it's clearly Key's voice, so he's like, "He said what?" <laughs> and he's so Peel's outside, and he's like, "This guy's not real." He's like, "Yeah, whatever." And uh, he's like, "I want to go in because he he figures this boss doesn't exist, and your man's just using him as an excuse to." Yeah. Um, so he comes back out, and he's like, "I I want to go out. I gotta talk to this guy." He's like, "No, no, you can't do that. You can't do that." And anyway, he, he slips past him, and he opens the door, and Mister Mahina, it's just like a. It's a mop and a jacket, like placed in at the desk. At the desk. And Peter's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "This isn't a real person." All of a sudden, the mop 
comes to life and it's, it's stop motion and he goes you think I'm not real and he runs at the camera and it's like the first time he runs at the camera I, was, I literally was like ugh ugh it's it's this weird surreal horror comedy moment it sort of lulls you into like yeah everything is yeah. safe here it's, it's just a and it's just it's just a stop motion mop and like you know bits and pieces and it's fucking <laughs> it's something reminds me of uh, what were they called uh, no, it reminds me of um, the Brothers Key. Oh, yeah. Or the Bullocks Brothers, that type of unsettling yeah. stop motion yeah. stuff. And it was just like, uh, uh. Sort of <laughs> 70s, like 16 mil celluloid, yeah. Frank yeah. Meyer Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of Soviet era. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I wouldn't say. So it's probably not as scary as that. I would, probably I would not guess. as scary as that. There's not as many. I wouldn't say that the there's rain. too many, like, jump scares. Uh, and I wouldn't even say it's as scary. I think I was more scared during uh, Get Out. And this is more, it's interesting watching. They do a lot of like Jaws stuff. Like you're not seeing anything for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and it's good horror movie in that sense. I think my favorite thing is like there's so many. I think in Get Out he presented you with a bunch of like, here's things that, you know, the white people would say shit and then he'd sort of not give them anything and would just like agree and not like kick up a fuss because he's meeting his girlfriend's family for the first time uh, and this there's just a lot of like very subtle parallels and I like when I'm watching a movie that you can like draw lines between like you know there's, a, there's kind of a story about his father there's a story about like the ranch there's the business there's all these different like aspects that are at play while they're also dealing with this alien thing so it's just fun drawing parallels between everything did you see the Candyman reboot I did yeah, yeah. I, was, uh, I liked that more than I thought I would yeah, yeah he produced that that was quite good. Uh, and she's directing the Marvels, I think. Nia yeah. DaCosta. Yeah. I heard, and I suspect it's true, supposedly we won't get any mutants. Some people are speculating that like one of the unannounced films is uh, X-Men or something. Yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of time between here and Secret Wars for there to be no... I don't think there will be and what I've heard and what I kind of suspect to be true is uh, yeah yeah problem. this was there for you yeah um, shall I wait until you're back or will I just repeat myself when you come back she's doing it oh she is on the case wow thinking she was she was she didn't even get into the bar it's almost like she knows what she's doing that sound didn't sound the way i wanted it to sound yeah. i meant she clearly knows what she's doing so um i just said it looks like we're it looks like a long time between here and x-men titles yep what i've heard and i kind of suspect it to be true is are, there are contractual obligations to the X-Men that don't expire yet. And it's not the cast ones they're worried about, it's the producer ones. So right. they don't want Brian Singer, Simon Kinberg, anybody who's produced X-Men stuff in the past. To have any sort of financial rights to anything? Not even financial rights, just they'd have a creative input in it if anything happens between now and apparently it's to the end of 2025. That's when they're, yeah, okay. that's when their stuff expires. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah. Um, so. Yeah, don't hate it. 
that that seems plausible and i would i would imagine that's true they might introduce little things here and there but as far as producing a film goes they'd be obliged to include these people in the right right excuse me in the making just as we mentioned him there we haven't heard from singer in a while is he just good he's probably keep huh? his good. fucking head there <laughs> is, he, is, is he just like as long as i don't make headlines i don't think i no he, he can't even make a movie anymore like i think he's probably just keeping his head down he's toast people. i would say yeah the amount of stuff they had to bury like every time an x-men movie was about to premiere it was just like let's pay that person off let's pay that person off let's pay that person off and that's the thing there's only the stuff we've heard yeah Possibly. X-Men 2, that opening scene with the it's great. Nightcrawler. Superb. I remember I saw that and I was like, fuck, they can do, make proper superhero movies now. And then I just fell asleep for the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is an overrated film. But that opening scene, though. But, it, but it's, it's, it's overrated, but not... Like in its context, you know, when it happened, you were just like, "Oh my god, it's an X Men movie!" And Wolverine's jumping off the thing. It's like why I loved, I loved Daredevil because superhero wise, mm. that was all I had. We were starved, yeah. And like for years, I would go, "No, no, no, Daredevil's better than you think." Like, like Evanescence aside, like and Jennifer Gardner's like, and and then one day I went back and I watched it again. I went, "Yep, the the Avengers came out." The this. The use by date is up on Daredevil. It does not hold up yeah. when compared to. And the thing, even watching it, the, uh, like X Men Two, the first time, I I remember being pretty bored past the mansion Escape, fight scene. Yeah, yeah. The rest Brian of the film, Cox the, on the hillside yeah, the rest, the rest of the film is fucking snooze. Eighty death strikes, kind of wasted. Yeah. Um, Cyclops, kind of. Which, which is the thing that they they wasted so many great characters and stuff and that's that's the thing i think we think i think we take for granted too much with a lot of the mcu stuff people you know maybe they've got valid criticisms about things and cliches with the mcu here and there but when you compare it to what we had before <laughs> it's it's crazy Is there anything film or television wise that you're looking forward to or watching I finished the new season of Barry, but that's about it. It's great. On the horizon. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Very good. Is there a final season of it? Uh, there's a couple more lined up. Okay. Yeah, there's. I think there's more than one. Uh, I think the quote I mentioned that I read Hater saying is that this is just the point in a Vanity Fair true crime article where you're like, oh, well, I can't possibly, surely that's yeah, the end of the story. And then a crazier shit. Yeah, and it does end, like, that sort of cliffhanger that it ends on is... I rec- the way he was talking, there's at least two seasons left. Right. At least, like, it... It's managed to avoid a lot of the pitfalls of, like, I think... I'm not nervous about the next season, even though that last season of Barry ended on a situation of, like, how will they get out of this? Often I feel like I've been burned by shows where it's like, how will they get out of this? And then they get out of it in the first episode, yeah. and it doesn't have any, like... But Barry has been good about having, like lasting effects the character then has to deal with it's not like a you know bart turns 10 and you know next year bart turns 10 again like it's they have if something happens in the show they then have to like write their way out of it um and it just that's so cool because then it means that his relationship with um henry winkler and all the rest of the cast just like changes so frequently 
which is kind of fun to keep it interesting rather than just watching it. He fixed it and everything goes back to normal. But now, like Dexter, I feel like Dexter kept fixing things. I was going to say Dexter. <laughs> Dexter. I was going to say Dexter. Dexter keeps fixing things, putting it back to normal, and then fucking them up again. Whereas, like, Barry's is like, there's a tension that builds over but, three but seasons. Dexter. Dexter pissed me off, and I can go through each season and tell you how, like, I really loved Dexter. I enjoyed it. Maybe you're like, I'm better and more critical. But, um, like, I would get to, like, episode seven of an eight episode series. It's like, they painted themselves into a corner, and they go, oh, they've resolved. Mm. They've resolved in the last 10 minutes in the first season. Just fucking turn it around. Like, they would habitually just paint you into a corner in episode seven and then solve it in episode eight. Because one of the things so I fast. loved about the first season of Ozark is that they would go to those places mm-hmm. that would normally take a season to resolve. And mm-hmm. then when it is resolved in other shows, it's just like this very quick thing. Whereas Ozark was like, they would solve the thing immediately. Like in the moment, it'd be like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen next? And it's this, you know, Marty just on the spot thinks of something. It's like, Jesus, any other show, they would spend three episodes yeah. of him coming up with something out of that situation. And mm-hmm. it was one of the things I thought worked brilliantly about the first season of Ozark that it it in episodes it burns through seasons worth of material and I think Barry does something similar where it puts characters in the corner and then it doesn't drag it out for episodes it goes to where that situation would logically go and it just deals with it you have to make that entertaining yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the same as like I, I think everyone like the broadest exposure of that is Game of Thrones where they kill off Sean being and like spoilers for Game of Thrones that's been out for years. Sorry. What? <laughs> uh, but that's another one where it's just like here is a person that you think that is uh, going to be a mainstay of the show, yeah. and very early on it has to change and adapt and make a bunch of changes and stuff. That was very funny as well, in the sense that like the moment that happened, it was so unexpected. It made everybody realize that people kept killing Sean Bean. <laughs> like, I, I should have known. <laughs> I don't think those compilations existed before his head got chopped off, and then everyone because every, in that I, I seem to think they cut his head off, and then they retrospectively went back and aggregated died, every died, single died, photo. Died, 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 died. But it was that one head. I don't. I bet you those uh, compilation videos pre all post date his head getting chopped off in Game of Thrones. No one noticed him I think the, perpetually I think dying. The thing is. I think people noticed him dying for sure, but we never put but he it wasn't together. Too it's like, ah, he always dies, but we're, nobody was going, he's going to die well, in this. Because he was up he... on the thing, there was a huge crowd of people, like, he's going to get out of this somehow. I think it took. He's done the right thing. He's going to get out of this. Up, he's made a deal. A wizard will save him. I think it took Sean Bean landing in a show that suddenly the entire world looked at and went, wow, Sean Bean is about to have his global superstar moment. Mm-mm-mm. And it's like, wow. <laughs> I mean, moment. He's got a new project he's got to go work on. Yeah. He's got to go die in. And to be fair, <laughs> as people pointed out as well, like, those books have been around for a while, and that spoiler didn't really get out, you know? Well, that, that's the great thing. Like, like, that, no, no, but that's, that's the great thing is that the fans of the books Get were just like, it's like, we've got to wait until at least season three. Yeah. Red Wedding, we've got to fucking. Yeah. Like they, they were just wa- like that's like, them. That was good of yeah. them. They but, all did a classy um, move. Game of Thrones. It wasn't even classy. It was a little bit sedate, oh. sadistic. It was kind of like these fuckers. They have no idea what's coming. Everybody, shut up! Shut up! Don't ruin it. It's going to be glorious to see. They think that they think that's bad. Wait till yeah. Wait till but see. it's been fun watching Barry like to 
them writing themselves out of it. I hadn't really thought about the Dexter comparison, but it is strange that they all have, they both have very oh, bright red, bold text with a picture of the person's face on the thing. It's I've thought of similar. him as doing a Michael C. Hall impression since season one, even down to like the, the Henley sweater and like doing, like, I know that it's not particularly um, elaborate costumery, but just walking around in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was Dexter's costume. Yeah. Was yeah. like the Henley and. Yeah. And the pair of black gloves and a knife and a gun or whatever it was, and just pottered around in the dark. And I'm like, like, I love um, Bill Hader, but he's, you know, he talks about, you know, he's an impressionist and he's whatever. And I just thought, okay, he's walked into this going, doing a little bit of a Dexter thing, and whatever yeah. else comes of it, that that's his action star to take off. And it, it is a little sideways of like action star, you know, to go Michael C. Hall Dexter, you know. I just remembered I watched the trailer last night for The Samaritan. Did you see that come up on YouTube? Uh, It's come up a bunch of times on Prime as well. I'm just like, nah. I saw, um, I just saw YouTube and I just saw Sylvester Stallone's face and like a a white beard and it's so manicured and perfect and color corrected. I'm like, is that real beard? That looks like a fake beard. How did he put a fake beard? I was like, okay, there's a new... It's a new Sylvester Stallone movie, and you know he looks a bit like Rocky walking around the docks. He's got this sort of working man vibe thing, and then I scroll down a bit, and there was another thumbnail for it, and it looked like Black Panther meets the Gladiator mask. And I'm like, wait a minute, is the Samaritan a superhero movie? And as I put the trailer on, and he, you know, punched his way through a wall, I just paused it and went, Hey Google, how old? How old is Sylvester Stallone? And uh, 76 years old playing a superhero. And you can't say anything but fair Jews. Sylvester Stallone is 76 years old. Sorry. It's okay. Um, My phone's doing the same in here. Um, It looks like dog shit. So you're excited about it. I can't wait. I have to watch it. Yeah, 76 years old. And he's like jumping over cars and... Um, he's super strong. It, it look. He's got a fucking sledgehammer. It looks like steel. Do you remember steel with that? Yeah, I do. Was it Shaq? Yeah. yeah. That was again being starved for superhero content. That was we not had a it Superman so movie. rough for so long. We really did. Dark days. Yeah. I did rewatch. Um, it's not new news, but I watched uh, everything everywhere all at once for the second time. And I love that movie. I think I've seen it three times. Yeah. I tried to show it to my dad, and it <laughs> didn't go well. Oh, no. It didn't go well. Does attention span, or... Like, your dad's pretty good for... He is pretty good for these kind of movies, and he do, we do usually have a similar... You know what? He gets really hung up on food-based humor. Right. If there's any sort of food humor where food is used to, you know, he's can be... Um, he wasn't a Rakakuni fan. Did he fall off on the house? You know what? It was actually... It, I, that's funny you mentioned the Rakakuni thing. It was exactly at the Rakakuni bit that he was. He turned it off. And he was like, we're going to go to bed. And I was like, okay, cool. And he, I, there's very few movies I've seen him stop, turn off. And, and, and I, was try, I was trying to tell... Maybe I uh, amped it up a little bit with how much clout. And I was like, it's going to win some awards. But I just think it was a little wacky. And because he didn't... Oh, you know what? He hated the everything bagel as well. That was sort of food-based. And then there was the sausage fingers as well. And he was like, this is vulgar. And I hate it. And I was, this is exactly what I was worried about when I accidentally 
kind Recommend, of all, not yeah just kind of I, I i would absolutely sell it to anybody but the a barista asked me like oh what's your plan for the day and i was like uh, so i literally told him i was like i'm about to see a film for the third time she was like which is normal just a thing i do yeah but they took it to mean like oh wow it must be fucking really good like what's it called and then they told the other barista and the barista was like oh gotta write that down and i was just like right. no you're gonna come in and There's they're no gonna talk in this. you know what no. I, honestly he the, i forgot about that that scene just blew by i was like he didn't even he didn't, <laughs> didn't even, even the food is what he had the problem with the buffalo <laughs> all the awards and uh, but it's not like they're doing anything offensive with the food it doesn't matter. It's just, you're using, he just finds you're food using to be food for a joke. You must be an American, and I hate you. <laughs> I mean, the Daniels are. We've got to dig deeper into that. You know, I was trying to. I was trying to, and it doesn't really work. I couldn't talk to him because I like the underlying thing of everything, everything, everywhere, all at once. Whereas, where it's like they, it's about all the chaos and the noise that maybe younger generations have, and how like you can get this sort of building stress and everything is happening and your brain has to just like deal with it and you have to be creative to deal with these things and it's just you're having a tough time with it and i was trying to get to that sort of like underlying point because if you can have that anchor i think that could help him stick it through but it's tough to, to give him that ahead of the movie yeah. uh, and then as soon as he saw that raccoon you know guiding that person around he was like well i'm going to bed bye-bye <laughs> so uh i enjoyed it i love it it's, I love it. Yeah, because like I, I did, I did say like I've seen it three times, and they were like, "Oh wow!" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I do think it is. It's easily one of my favorite films." Did mm-hmm. you ever get any response? Did they see it? In the no, she. I think I saw. Her... Will we swing by? <laughs> uh, I think Re- I saw... reporting from the field. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw her either like that week again, like getting coffee. Uh, she, I think she had plans to go see it. And then didn't, but then one of her friends went to see it and did love it. So, okay, so you've got yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. So somebody Second else has recommended it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Kind of slightly diffused or off the hook a little bit, you know? I, yeah. Yeah. It did look it. Like, I'm, not, I'm not stressed at all, but it's just, it's just the fact that I, I was just making small talk and then they took it to mean like, oh, wow, I really should this go see it. So I was like, I, I, right. we don't know each other. I don't know what your yeah, tasting yeah. films are, you know? I tried to watch The Prize Fighter on Amazon. I suggested it to Brian and you went. Oh, I said it looked like dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think my exact words were, nah, it looks like dog shit. Yeah, uh, I got an hour into it before I turned it off. I think I did well. Like, if Russell Crowe was in it the whole way through, would you have continued watching? Would it have kept you in there? I don't think so. I, like, I'm not an idiot. I like I, I do stupid things, but well. like, it it um, like Russell Crowe dies off pretty early, and then you have Ray Winston, and you have a guy that looks a bit like Rufus Sewell, but isn't. Um, it's trying to do Cinderella Man. It's trying to mm. do Rocky. It's trying to do the history of boxing. It's trying to do. There's a little bit of like Barry Lyndon. There's a little bit of like trying to. Like looking at the bokeh effect of the like swirly lenses they've used to get shallow depth of field and nice swirly bokeh in the background, but like it's over color corrected to hell. It just feels like a reenactment video that you'd see in a museum. You know, it's like Arthur Guinness came to Dublin and blah blah. It's like, <laughs> let me get all the information that we can possibly get in, and it's just like oh, it just doesn't work. 
Um, Who directed it? There's an arty movie director that he's quite esteemed, but he directs stuff like that. That's that's the funny thing. Right. Depending on depending on the subject matter and your background, you know, you could be hailed as a, a genius for doing that, or people will say, "Oh, this is a heap of." I'm going to double check the. the uh, Daniel Graham was a director for. Amazon. Uh, Russell Crowe, Matt Huckings, Ray Winston, Martin Sokas, Stephen Burko. It just, like, I wanted to like it because I love all of those. Like, I like a, I like a Russell Crowe. I enjoy a Ray Winston. Um, I enjoy a boxing movie. Cinderella Man is a favorite of mine. Um, I watched the Rocky movies upside down and inside out. I watched the grudge match with Robert De Niro and so that's just a load at one point. I'm talking about Peter Greenaway. Right. Um, I've seen a couple of films. I'm like I'm not saying they're bad, but one in particular, um, Night Watching, which is about Rembrandt, and I can't even remember when I saw that. But and I think it's intentional. But it very much looks like a uh, reenactment, yeah. kind of movie, uh, museum type reenactment. Um, Martin Freeman's in it. Uh, I can't really remember much about it. That's not a criticism or anything. I just I saw it a long time ago, and. I am curious. I think it was at an event. Out. Was he there? <sighs> you, think... you were able to turn to him at the end of the film and go. It was worth a shot. Like <laughs> when, when and why did I see that? Um, it was definitely at an event. It was I, a talk. I, he might have been there. Yeah. <laughs> are we at a point with like the last few years? The the last five years. There's was a huge push to buy as much content as we possibly can buy and get stuff into production and get stuff made. There was a boom in streaming content. And that stuff is being delivered and it is being met with about the reception that you expect mass-produced, rapidly concepted stuff to be met with, which is... Eh, it just like, have we reached a point where they're going to realize they need to slow the fuck down and start making some good things? Like, there can't be much return no. this much dross. You see the odd photo of, like, remember, Nef like Netflix only puts out quality stuff. I remember their first, it was, like, Beast with yeah, No Nation. Do you remember the, the Idris Elba, Beast with No Nation, yeah. like, Netflix movie? And they're like, we're making movies. And everyone was like, oh, we're paying attention. Yeah. And then they just sort of, you know, they need firehouse content at you. And so the, they can. Con the content wars began. We've got 200 floors of flight frights. They can't all be winners. <laughs> then they shifted to weekly releases instead of all at once. And then they padded that out with ads because stuff got so expensive yeah. to produce. But they're mining all these different things now for content. So it's, it's just like, well, Dungeons and Dragons. They are. Let's bring okay. Dungeons and Dragons back. Do you want to take my card to the bar? I was going to say it's about half five now. Should we start to mosey? No, it's Where a ten. It's a session? ten minute walk, and we've got twenty minutes of drinking in us. I think. Unless you want to walk now. Yeah, we've got twenty minutes of talking and drinking. Fair enough. It is not a long walk. Okay. Shall I give you my card? Sure. What are we getting? Same for me. I have the same also. Two Murphys. Chris Murphy. Brian O'Sullivan. Redacted. <laughs> Been in the podcast for two years. I don't want anyone to know my name. No one must know my name. <laughs> you don't look at the social media much, do you? No. For the best. Was that not clear? Hang on. I mean, your, yeah. your home address is on there. 
for the listeners, Aiden just uh, <laughs> nearly ate shit leaving the table. <laughs> he got so excited. I always wanted to say for the listeners. Do you have any interest in Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, I do. Are we talking about the game or the film? The answer is I yes guess to the both. game leading into the film. I bought the starter kit a couple of months back hmm. um, with the intention of learning it and potentially playing a game with the guys, maybe maybe recording it, um, but I just haven't gotten around to... The furthest I got was, <laughs> I think it's on like page one of the manual, it's like, um, game needs a dungeon master, and seeing as you're the person reading this, that should probably, probably be you. you. And I was yeah. like, yeah, no, it probably is. <laughs> it's me. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, it's always something I've been mm-hmm. interested in, like from the moment I heard about it, but... It just wasn't as widely available. I, like, I don't think I'd seen it. I'd never I, seen, I bought it in I a never bookshop. grew up with kids playing Dungeons and Dragons at all in Ireland. Yeah, same. Yeah, I I, I remember the cartoon, and I remember. Do you remember I the cartoon? Remember cartoon. I do remember. So cartoon. I think they go on like a a ghost train type ride. You know, what I'm mixing up get... the animation from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon with like, do you remember those old animated Brennan's Bread commercials where it's like, who wakes up the morning and the sun is like, like stretching? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm realizing <laughs> that I'm seeing that Dungeons and Dragons animation, but I'm picturing the Brennan's Bread, <laughs> Bread commercial. <laughs> uh, it's good crack. I've been playing it in the States uh, for the last three years, every Thursday. Nice. And it's so much fun. And... As soon as I saw that new Dungeons and Dragons trailer, I was like, "Oh, I understand here. I understand this. Like this, this is a new well for them to mine, mm-hmm. and yeah. maybe this is a more appropriate well for them to mine. Like rather than having to do a bunch of content where people have like preconceived notions about this is my Marvel character that I had in my head, or like the character that I was reading about in the books, and it's not really making you know, it's not really lining up with what I pictured." Um, it seems more inter- it, it seems like a less risky approach to do a Dungeons and Dragons movie because then you can just make up your own stories amongst the laws of because there's been like Vox Machina, mm-hmm. there's been a couple of other like D and D like Stranger Things Stranger that's made things, it brought yeah, it to yeah. the kind of the forefront yeah. lately. I think more so than even more so the Critical Role and stuff like yeah, yeah. Critical Role yeah. yeah. Uh, but crit- and Critical Role was the show I don't know too much about it but that was the show that sort of stemmed Vox Machina right yes yeah. yeah. But if just you seemed- spill a drop of that I don't know I, I don't want a messy pint I will make you take it back look at the state of my last pint I know that's what I'm worried about I swear to god careful why do we get Lurch to do this don't laugh Lurch <laughs> <laughs> must Thank you very much. You gotta protect the table. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> we were talking about dungeons, dungeons and dragons. Yeah, I just think that it is a better well to mine of something that people might have preconceived notions about comic book characters or like book characters that they've read. But if you just create Dungeons and Dragons characters, yeah, they can script that shit with rolling dice, and you have enough stories <laughs> and stuff. Like you, yeah, you could, they could just play a game and, and incorporate as many story elements as they and want. And they do, and it's called Critical Role. And <laughs> yeah, but then they, you have you know, then it's a bunch of people ad libbing and doing yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be an interesting exercise oh, to like do oh, the now that I remember it. <laughs> do the whole game and then try and write out. Because what I don't want to happen is like. Uh, 
a train wreck or any of those, uh, you know, hey, let's put two people in a room and have them like ad lib jokes mm -hmm. for 40 minutes and we'll put in the best jokes. Like, I don't want any of that. Yeah. That virtually never works. Maybe in TV, but in films, it's always a fucking disaster. In the early... With the exception of Spongebob. In time. the early, like, knocked up stuff, though, that was kind of, like, it was charming. I, 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 see, that's the Apatow sort of feig feig stuff, you know? Like, I felt like it worked in Anchorman because it was more or less the first time we'd seen them do a shit ton of it. And then I was like, please stop. Also, Will Ferrell is very good at that. Yeah. And uh, no offense to LeBron James. Maybe not so good at it, but they sat him in front of... Spy, Jason Statham just sat in a chair and they're feeding him lines to say, yeah. take a piano with another... I mean, I'd watch any Statham content. You don't watch much Statham content? No, I would watch any Statham content. <laughs> oh. I was like, you, fuck, you went to the one person who I would watch ad-lib <laughs> for hours. Have you seen the bloopers of him? Like, they're just feeding him lines and he's just, like, trying to trying to get through trying them. Trying to keep a straight face yeah. saying, like, yeah. you know, it's I want to cut my own arm off and sew it back on. With a microchip inside. <laughs> you once told me that Jason Statham exercises merely by climbing a rope every day. And I thought I, that stuck with me for a very long time. And I, the I more told I, you, that. you told me that, you said he doesn't do any other exercises. All Bullshit. he does is climb one <laughs> rope a day. And that's how he looks like that. And I was like, clearly not true. I should buy a rope. We <laughs> <laughs> should just crawl. I feel like I was taking the piss and you took yeah. it to be true. Crawl, sure, maybe, but yeah. you know, you were my uh, I was your, your you were fitness my guru. fitness mentor, and I, I apparently can't tell when you're joking. Drink vodka. <laughs> you did tell me to drink vodka one time. Everything I ever said in that sort of thing was like always asterisk with like there's some weird trend or like somebody said like I never said, I don't think I ever said definitively this has been proven to. I remember some other details you said there was a men's sh health article that you read, which lines up with fiction. What? <laughs> the men's health articles. Oh. <laughs> I was like, no, you definitely read the men's health magazine. <laughs> or you used to. Uh, yeah, I bought the odd issue, but like mm -hmm. the, the stuff was like either immediately fiction or, you know, just like Tabata circuits type of thing, you know. Not Tabata, but Tabata. I'm picturing Jason Statham. Much like the Brands Bread commercial, waking up in the morning, stretching his arms, walking into a completely empty room with only a single rope hanging down from the middle, and then he just climbs it. Yeah. And then says something like, Job done. Yeah. Um, it's more job done. Yeah, that, that sort of magazine had like a limited use where I just got a couple like circuits off of it and was like, Eventually it's the same yeah. advice, just with a different headline. Yeah. Because After two issues, fitness stuff issue. largely hasn't changed. No. With some exceptions. Three sets of whatever. And, yeah. Climb that rope. Exactly. I think I said he might, might also climb a rope. <laughs> it's not what you said. It's yeah. what I took away it's from It's what you it. took away yeah. oh, no, he, uh, What he actually did, because he was a, a diver, is he swam a length and there was a rope at the end and he would go from swimming to, to climb, climb the rope to a board and he then he would do one dive right he would do one dive off the board and then he was done that was his thing he would do it have you day. seen his diving videos I love his dive I've seen the odd dive yeah I watched that Wrath of Man movie with him in it it's great not good I'm trying to think of anything else it wasn't much in the line of video game news oh there's still loads what else is there um give me a second I, I watched the trade of the little Groot cartoons they're cute got a Pikmin vibe the shorts. It did have a Pikmin vibe. Yeah. 
Till shift focus and there is a Guardians trailer that we haven't seen because they showed it at Comic Con, yeah. but the effects work is not finished. Right. And that's the main reason it hasn't been released. Right. Um, I did see the little clip of that where it's like, We're here to meet someone who is it? It's Gamora and she walks out, it's kind of a reveal of Gamora and it's like Yeah. We we know she was in Endgame. Yeah. You know, it's not a surprise that Gamora's around. Green one throws out that. Is this the reason I was making a confused face? Is this next Guardians movie set prior to the events of? No, she was alive at the end of Endgame because of time. Post Endgame. Gotcha. But she didn't. Post Love and Thunder. Yes. Yeah. There's a baby rocket in it. Why? Flashback. Flashback. Um, High evolutionary is in it. And he likely created Rocket, and it's just going to have the usual clawing gun sentimentality bullshit that he sticks in everything that is just so fucking contrived. I'm not a gun fan. Mm. Did you watch Peacemaker? Don't like gun. No, no. No. I was oversaturated with gun. hero content. Right. And people kept saying that Peacemaker was great, and I understand that it is. And I had just reached some sort of apex That's fair. of. Critical mass saturation. You see, he looks like a big baby in that outfit. You know who looks. I remember Johnsy saying that uh, Will Poulter looks like a big baby and he's playing Adam Warlock. Mm. And I think that might be deliberate because. Space baby. Because he's, he's genetically engineered to be a perfect kind of human type. Not human, but. Which Marvel movie was he teased at? Because I do remember Guardians. Adam Warlock, Guardians yeah. too. Okay. So That's he's some while ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Time um, flies. But he's he's essentially you know artificially aged as well. So he's coming out of this cocoon and he's essentially newborn. And I do mm. think there's going to be an element of him being, you know, a, a brat with mommy yeah. issues and uh, good casting because he looks like a giant baby. <laughs> John C. I think John C. meant it as an insult, but I think he might have. <laughs> I think you might have called it. a giant baby on the head. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little clip of Kang meeting Ant-Man. Yeah, there's some good quotes from that. Have you heard heard the audio from it? Uh, It's, uh, I'm an Avenger. Yeah, he's like, you you don't hear him dealing with it. He's like, yeah, he's like, an Avenger, have I killed you before? Like, that is cold. That's a a great line. Are these all stemming from Comic-Con? Yeah. Yeah. Is the footage... It's sideways footage, from front or front. is it just like someone's not Tra- trailer? No, it's trailers that they showed, but they, the only one they've released officially to the public was Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everything else is just leaks. Um, I was fine with it. I hope that movie's good. Quantumania? Yeah. I, 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 I really like the first Ant Man. The second one is fine. fine. It's. Not great, but it's also not terrible. But I do really like the first one a lot, and I hope, I hope Quantumania is good. I'm excited for it. Jonathan Majors is great. Mm-hmm. He, he's the thing I'm most excited he about. From he's the thing that I'm most excited yeah. about. Yeah. By the end of Loki, he's the best. I was. He's like, great. He he's fantastic. Loki. I know there were some dodgy episodes of Loki, but like that as a series was so. Much I, I saw fun. people saying like that his his talk. Like in the finale, it was just like too long and too exposition. It was like it was brilliant. He was fucking. Some, some people have no like, appreciation yeah. for performance. Yeah, he, he was great. Was but great. also the whole length of the season, like it was fun. The first half of the season, learning about the TVA, and then sort of 
jumping through time a little bit, going to some cool locations, and like I can ignore the bad scenes. There's only one bad episode, I think, in the middle. It's just not even bad. It's just yeah. But then by the end of it, it felt like it culminated nicely. It reminded me of like finishing like Zelda, like like if you play like Ocarina of Time, like getting to the big castle at the end, and it's this big mess. Yeah, yeah building at the end of the world yeah yeah. and just all those sort of big moments and then just to have it end with a conversation and then just being and and to have this big build-up and then for him to just be like no i want you to i want you to kill i want you to set all this stuff off i want to be retired from this he's the most exciting thing i'm I'm fed up with being teased by a big purple man at the end of everything whereas now i've been introduced to this guy it was like, do you want to set this in motion? Okay, you've set this in motion, and now I will just disappear into the ether, yep. and you're going to see me again at some point. And that's like the thing I'm most excited. He, he about. got two great lines. He's like, you feel like you think I'm bad. We should wait till yeah. my variants, and then when she kills him, he's like, see you soon. It's like that was that's so menacing. That's brilliant. Yeah, so good. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not even a threat. He all he's literally saying is, this is I knew this is happening. This is happening, and it's like it's not even like I'm going to come back. It's like it's. A very distinct, different version of me is going to come back, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a nightmare. And it's not even, it's not even like a threat. Like I'm going to do this. It's like worse is coming. It just it's happens a, to look like me. It's a know? good cop, bad cop, but he is both the good cop and the bad cop, and he's trying to warn them against this. But he's like, Fuck, he also you're knows just it's happened. Deal with the bad guy. It's so menacing and so all powerful that it just fell into being a conversation. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm reading. This is a bit of a tangent that we can maybe circle back, but I'm, I'm reading, still reading, uh, the Earthsea books. Um, and I don't know if it's a Ged or Jed. I'm not sure how the character's name is supposed to be pronounced, but he's essentially he's kind of um, seems to be a, just by the right. They never. I don't think that's ever overtly stated, but he's more likely a kind of a black character. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he's been depicted in like cover art and even in the Miyazaki film, which is deeply flawed. But I still like it for whatever reason. He's white in that, but he should be black. Mm-hmm. Basically, and I've been thinking about like if they were to ever take a crack at making it again, who would play him? And Majors is one. Like who who's got who's got the vibe of being this wizard, but you know, like an immensely powerful wizard, but is also just like deeply kind of reserved and calm and wise. And the two people that kind of come to mind because they've got this. That's like slow This other vibe to them. Energy, uh, yeah. Majors is one, and uh, Lakeith Stanfield um, from oh, Atlanta yeah. and stuff. He'd be the other. Just got that kind of. Cool. Yeah. They, they both seem like they know a secret that they're not telling anybody. I know but, something you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield would be interesting. I don't. I haven't seen a menacing side to him before, so I wonder. Like, I'd watched, um, I don't think it got renewed for anything, but Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. That was Majors, yeah, I, have, I still haven't watched yeah. that yet. Yeah. yeah, that was interesting, uh, but again, it felt like something that was just, there was so much information, it was kind of like lost, they were just like throwing a bunch of stuff, and is any of this ever going to get resolved, and then it sort of got cancelled. I'm pretty sure it got cancelled. Um, but he was one of the best parts of that, like the cast was so good in that. And I tend to just see him show up in Loki. It was great. They're never coming back to that Watchmen show, are they? That's a one and done. I think it was supposed to be one and done. Yeah, great. It was superb. It's yeah. just that there was the, the guy in the latex suit that lubricated himself into the sewers. And I'm like, is anything going to come of that? Yes. I vaguely remember that. But no. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
it just it felt like there was a bunch of supers somewhere that we haven't addressed. And I think there was, yeah, but I think that was just more like giving you a sense of the cultural context of the moment rather than it being a... Here's a weird thing, which is yeah. cool. That was a great show. Mm. Who played Dr. Manhattan? Yaya Abdul-Mateen, who was in Candyman and he's in Aquaman. So he probably won't be in Marvel. Was he's he Black, Black Manta. Manta yeah. That was a wasted character. He'll be back though. Oh, he is. He's absolutely in the sequel. There's more in that movie, isn't there? There is, yeah. I remember the sequels coming from the uh, Amber Heard trial. Oh. We are going to All Together Now tomorrow. I've heard three Nick Cave, two Nick Cave songs while we've been sitting here. I've not been listening to it either. Mm. I clapped him. I wonder, is that specific for the weekend that's in it? No, it's always Nick Cave. It's always Nick Cave in court? Here, yeah. Well, no, in here specifically. <laughs> oh, here specifically? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we bought some Wellingtons on the way down. Nice. Frustratingly navy. Which I he was really looking for. Know. He was hassling. He was grabbing Woody's store employees by the lapels and shaking them and being like, where are the black wellies? Yeah, and he said, we don't one have pair any. And a seven. I was like, I know you do. There's one pair and it's a size seven. He's been going to the gym just so that he can hassle uh, employees. poor teenage Woody's employees. Store employees. Yeah. What a dickhead. What son of a bitch orders anything in Navy? It's the worst color. That's my question. Was it, is it cheaper to make Navy for some reason? Because why would you make it Navy and not black? You want to say that again? I stand by my opinions. I think we're idiots. Navy's though. no good. No, I think we're stupid though. Like we can't combine colors together like black is easy mm. and then navy is the more challenging one that is i don't want to be challenged i don't want to be challenged i just either. want black clothes black boots i just don't want to find myself one day wearing something i think is black and finding it because the light has shifted it was navy here, here's the thing look right? like an idiot this whole if time if you're bad at combining stuff then why do you even care in the first place just wear that shit. you can be bad at stuff and aspire to wanting to be good at it but if you aspire to it then put the fucking effort in Mm. Just go, learn book. go learn a book. Go learn a book. Get books. one copy of ID, flick through it, absorb the it. The fuck is ID? Hang on, God. He's reading Men's Health magazines about ropes. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> go wear a rope. He's not reading any fashion magazines. He's reading about. He's reading. You don't about have to read exercises. it. Exercises. Let's scroll through. Flick through. Go wear a rope. Go wear a rope. <laughs> I took a blend of the advice and I showed up only wearing a rope around my waist. Okay, a festival, if any place you're going to pull that off, is that a festival? Yeah. <laughs> is Cecily Strong still on SNL? Uh, I don't think so, no. no. Is Kate McKinnon, she's gone. No, she it's just tough left. to tell, because that's why I was Vanessa talking Bear? to you. She left, right? I think she left also. The season finale, because I did not look up any of the actual listings, but I was trying to just infer based on the sketches that were happening, who was retiring and... Um, it is obvious ones where people were like piecing out for the rest of the show, but I wonder are there other people not returning that I didn't. Is Keenan gone? I think Keenan's gone, I think. Or no, I, I'm not. He's got another show. I don't know if he's left. I don't get him. I don't get him. He's not good. <laughs> it's not to get, there's just an achievement going good. on here with a, a, a long term, lifelong. Or is it that he's not good? And he's stuck around because he's not good. I think that how, not, how, how many, I think not good is harsh. I think it is, he's, but he's not. 
they will throw him in crazy outfits and just get him to deliver the lines and he does it and it's great and maybe there's some post SNL career and he's a nice story you know I grew up watching Keenan and Kale well one part of it is I fucking hated Keenan and Kale I despised it I was not a fan and then the other part is yeah look he, he shows up in a costume but so he's always just like got the same delivery and he's like what and he just talks in particular ways he's got the same face that it's just the same delivery and it's just this every time where he's not he that's a funny thing that you, I, you just pointed out uh, in a way that's not able to be picked up on the podcast but he like looks away from the person and then explains the problem and you can see him getting sort of flustered or whatever he never looks at the person that he's getting flustered it's always just this kind of like cards. yeah huh! It's just like looking into the middle distance. No, no, no. He won't even look at the cue cards. He'll be, you'll see him looking at the cue cards. You'll see him look at the person he's uh, d- directing it to. And then just like he's always he gets here. this sort of like, tense. If, like if, Yeah, if I was, if Chris was the problem, he'd be like, yeah. okay, he's looking here. He's like here. a foot away and yeah. he's detaching himself from the he's frustration. The and he's like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. He's the same every time. I have a soft spot. I, uh, I, I, I get that. And I, I don't like being mean, but I've just, I've never. No, it's okay. You can have. <laughs> no, I don't like being mean. I, I have a soft spot every time. I also just don't like lying or being insincere. It's why I will say that Creed was a fucking generic sports movie. I didn't see it when it came out. I heard so much about it. I hadn't seen Fruitvale Station yet, but I heard good things and I heard he's this promising director. And then I eventually watched Creed and I was like, yeah. It's good. Good. It's all right. It's a, it. yeah. A it's, it I didn't see Creed two. But, but the, the, I like the Rocky movies. Everyone was like, Stallone will get an Oscar, and it's like because they. But like, a this is kind of going back to what I Rocky. said earlier, like people reacting to the Wakanda Forever trailer and saying like, "Oh, what a marked difference it is when you've got this director." It's like he's done two movies before Black Panther. Is that right? Googler. Yeah, Fruitvale Station and Creed. Was that it? Has he done more? None of them were bad, but just, they're just talking about like oh, different caliber of fucking filmmaker. And I'm just like, fuck off. I hate, like, I don't know. I can't think I, of I've always blur. bristled when I'm, I'm, I'd heard so many times about like how genius and amazing the Beatles were before I heard a single Beatles song. And then whenever I heard them, I was like, okay. And then everybody in my class, fucking 12, 13 year olds are like, oh, yeah, I have my, my favorite band. It's like, you're fucking 13. No, mm. they're not. You're just saying it because you've heard it. And it's the same. It's the same Keenan. It's the same Coogler. I just can't do it. I can't do it, Aiden. Sorry. I don't like being mean, but I don't like pretending to but like I think shit you that can, I feel I think like I'm just being I, fucking told. Like. I understand what you're saying about him being not amazing, but I think I can just give him a pass based on previous clout. Like, he's still showing up, and that's what I'm saying. He's a hard worker. He's, it's he's, a brilliant paying job, and he gets to live in New York. Like orange soda? <laughs> sometimes don't. when I look out at the Chicago skyline and I see the Sears Tower, I just picture a I love Brian sign on it. <laughs> There's that scene where he goes to profess his love to Brianna, but then Kel, classic Kel, he slips off the ladder and and rips the last part of the sign, so it tears the A off, and it just he hangs a sign for all of Chicago to see that says "I love Brian," and then at the end of the show, weird format for that show that it was presented on a stage, and then they cut to a pre-recorded thing, and at the end of the and then it, they bookend it with the they bookend it. 
with the different oh no that wrist is bad <laughs> no they're both fucked <laughs> we yeah. love brian my wrist we is do bad. love brian and i just also say i just give him a bit of a pass because i don't hate him i just i i i i you know i watch set myers and like a lot of the cast are on it and stuff and they all just talk about how brilliant he is it's like look give him a pass sure but people talk about like he's so good he's so fucking good i, I just don't see it but I they're don't. all giving I him a want, pass too. I know, but the industry just give him a, just, just give him a pass. The, the people talk about like how brilliant he is at this and that. I was like, is he? I want to see it. But His role I in uh, he plays the lobster in that SNL sketch where he uh, his, his he takes the place of his daughter who's going to be boiled. And One more day. Does he, he doesn't blame his. It, 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 that was a re, that was a rejected John Mulaney sketch, and then when he came back and hosted it, they did he it. Did the subway yeah. thing as well, yeah. That oh, they did the subway. What was he? He was something. He was or, What was the? Food? He was ordering some food from a yeah. restaurant that he never. Oh, lobster at a diner. That was it. Okay, it is five two. Oh fuck! Got a boot. Got a boot. Check out Rain of Fire. That's all I wanted to That's all I wanted to plug. It's the only reason I agreed to join this. It was so people, more people should watch Rain of Fire. It's a classic. So what are you? What's your message to the listeners? Check out Rain of Fire. Christian Bale, Matthew McConaughey, and a whole cast of people in a grounded fantasy world, post-apocalyptic. Sounds like Mad Max: Fury Road. Watch that. <laughs> Fucking fun. Mad Max had so much more money than poor old Rain of Fire. It is filmed in Wicklow, it and did. it's great for what it what it tried to do. <laughs>